0: Hi, this is Tiffany, and I love AVA Live
1: Radio. This is Brian J. Klein, and I love AVA Live hey, Music. this is Rob Hill from Canada, and I absolutely love AVA Live Radio. this is Tara
0: radio. Everly of Iridescence, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hey, guys, this is Jacqueline Jackson, and I love AVA Live Radio. This Nash, and I love AVA Live this Radio. This is and I love AVA
1: Live Radio.
0: Hey, this radio. is Naomi Thomp, and I love AVA Live Radio. Hi,
1: we're Orange Avenue. And we love AVA live radio
0: Welcome to AVA Live Radio, One. This is your host, Jacqueline Jacks with episode number 572 of Behind the Music. We're going to be speaking with Matt Tucker tonight on the show. Very excited to get him on and talk to him about some things that he's been up to. If you haven't checked out his Facebook page, you've got to go over there and see it. He's been doing some really interesting things. He's about to revamp, I hear, and really kind of rock out some of the live streams and the performances, video for you, and live of new content so can't wait to see him press all that out but it's all about songwriting essentially and he is going to talk to us about his new song buzzbait right after this we'll be right back
2: Loaded down Full moon peeking out Canteen tasting stout The lake is where I'm bound Hey girl, wanna whittle a little line Come on out, it'll be a good time I got your favorite grandpa's wine Popping top, water flows all night Buzz babe, side to side When you crank, reel a man and take a drink Don't let it drop, don't stop, baby, you're my buzz babe Now hold on before we move, Zebco just sang a tune Set the hook, man, he got loose, take a little sip Rod tip up, don't let it When you crank, reel a man and take a drink. Singing Hank, feel pretty good about to feel better. Buzz, babe, bring that bass up to the top. Rock to your pub, don't let it.
0: That was Buzzbait by Matt Tucker. Please welcome him to AVA Live Radio. Hi, Matt. How are you?
1: Hey, hey. How are you doing?
0: Excellent. Thank you. Very good. Nice day. Down in Florida, of course. (laughs) Where are you at? I
1: bet. I mean, come on now. Let me get down there.
0: Come <clears throat> <clears throat> on down.
1: The right.
0: There's an amphitheater like right down the street from us. You could just drop yeah. and do an impromptu concert. I would be really happy with that. <laughs> we
1: were we were in Wesley Chapel this time last year doing a big show on a farm, and it was awesome.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Terrific. That's cool. That? That's like Toby Keith yeah. stuff. He's got you know he's got a um, I can't remember where it is, but his house and he owns like a gas station or in like a small town. And he throws, like, concerts in the back of it. Like, he's got a huge big piece of property there and throws, like, concerts for, like, the locals. That must be the coolest okay, thing to so do.
1: Since you're down there, I have homework for you. If you give the address, I'll pick you up on the way, and we'll just crash the party next time.
0: Oh, I am have- So going to that's awesome. That'd be so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a big you know. I'm a fan for sure. That's for sure. So tell me about when you got started. Like how how long have you been doing this?
1: Um. So from the time I picked up a guitar to till now is coming up on ten years. Um, I've probably been hitting the road for a good six, seven years now um, going, and I call it, I call it regional because we're kind of, we have kind of going everywhere um, for the past two or three, maybe it, you could stretch it to four years, but um, I don't know, just, just going after it, you know, for, for the past three or four years, really hard. And, um, you know, pursuing that dream.
0: Wow. That's cool. Now, what did, like when you made that shift, what did it mean to you to pursue it really hard? Like what was the difference? What was a big big thing that was the first thing you attacked? Cuz you know, you got to have a solid plan, right? You can't just yeah, say I'm going to sure. go to the I mean, next so, level, right?
1: When I start Yeah, for sure, you're right. And when I started, you know, like I I grew up in a music family like I I remember being young and I I we go see my grandfather play and he he played bluegrass and he played like pretty much anything, but he was known for for picking a five string banjo and I watched him over like Alan Jackson and he done shows with uh Bill Monroe you know like big big people and mm-hmm. he, he never had a, a crazy break and at the same time like back then you know or and also before then just my my dad's family and all just they they fought taught hard times you know so he'd always end up having them to find it and go back to work, you know, so he never really could pursue it hard, but he, he always, he always had a big talent and, and got on some good stages. And then like my dad always played. I just remember him always playing in country bands as I was growing up. And we, we never had it off easy either, you know, and, and like, I remember both of my parents working real hard, always constantly working. So like, he never had a lot of time for music, but then um, when I was, this is this is how the music story is funny because ten years ago my son was born. Well, it, April thirtieth this year he'll be ten. So April thirtieth oh of God. this year, um, it'll be ten years that he was born. And like after he was born, like you know again, we're not sitting on a, like silver spoon platter here. Um, so like I literally had no money to do anything, and I just found yeah. I just saw the
2: opportunity.
1: Here's the time, sit down. Here's the time, sit down and learn to play guitar. And like you know. Um, and that's how it kind of started, and then after that, um, I, I I tried to fox my way back into hanging out with my friends and, you know, being in a bar scene, because that's what I wanted to do at 22, and yeah. so I started playing music with my dad, and a couple of years later, I put my first band together, and within within a year and a half, I went out to national and started writing, and within the next two years, I recorded my first album out there, so it was a quick it was a quick deal, and it, it, everything was always happening fast. Um, so, you know, and it still is, and so it's kind of hard to think back. Hey, when did it start? How it happened, and all this. There's so many memories. I could sit here and talk your ear off at that things that's happened, just as well as any <laughs> musician that pursues a hard could. But, you know, there's there's a lot that, that goes along with it and involved in it. You know, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, isn't there, there are so many moving pieces <laughs> people don't realize, yeah. you know, and then I'm, I'm very much in depth in the play, you know, like we, we don't just yeah. do the, as you know, we don't just do the, the launches or the, the interviews. We're actually like trying to train you guys as fast as we can <laughs> so that you can benefit the most. It, <laughs> it's kind of it's a big push. As
1: fast as this world moves now, it's like, uh, you can't, it's so hard. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're, oh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I had a sister that was in it and I've lived with her and we were with each other every day and you still couldn't keep up with how fast this business can move now. Like it's, it's, it flies, man. It's just crazy how you're over your head as soon as you step in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You know, I absolutely agree with you. You know, I think, a big thing is the social media marketing side of it because it's one thing oh, to get sure. your music, right? That's fierce. I mean just getting the music and coming up with originals that are great and getting the production and all that done, that's a huge job in itself. Then you've got to think Definitely. of, well, how am I going to become a social media marketing guru after this? <laughs> I think that's a big, a big you that know, problem, a big hurdle. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. Right. I mean, that's my full time job at this point. So I can I can really sympathize with you guys because you're you're you have quite a lot on your plate to come up with so many different ideas and so many different things. Yeah. What do you find is your biggest hurdle in the marketing side of it? Where do you feel like you're not as connected with um, your audience as you wish you could be?
1: Honestly, you know, I'm just starting to grasp things and with different social media platforms and by Mm -hmm. no means am I a master. I just kind of understand it. And, um, and that goes from networking and just having a big network in the industry and not just music, just entertainment or or just social media, period. Like there's kids on social media that have a million followers and all they do is get on and like do something crazy or, or do a science experiment and all these girls, Young girls are following him because he's got Justin Bieber hair. You know, like literally, like <laughs> yeah. there's there's the, the, the it's such a wide range of how to be popular nowadays, and like I'm just starting yeah. to grasp it. And like honestly, if I just had every hour of the day to sit down and do it, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, exactly. That's why, honestly, you know, like the big labels, that's why they hire people just for it because on, that is literally their constant job. Is to stay on top of it and like just run everything and like it's it's crazy Super. now because you know your social media marketing manager or whoever somebody's helping you like they literally know what size underwear you got on you know what I mean like they know mm-hmm. you like to the, the cast it so that's they the do. hardest part's definitely got to be the, the hours involved you know. <laughs>
0: I I completely agree with you. Our social media team works for a lot of labels and they're all about like when there's, there's somebody following around the artist first of all, to get the content because the artist doesn't have time. So once you get to a certain moment in your career where it's so busy that you just can't keep up because the shows have increased, you know, the, the amount of interviews that you're doing have increased, everything gets amplified. So then it's up to one or two people to follow you around and just try and document as much as possible and get that to okay. a social team so that they can share it. And so it, it completely yeah. switches as you get down the road, you know, but in the beginning stages, it's hard because that's expensive, you know, having someone let's face yeah. it, having someone follow you around if unless it's your oh, girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I say, yeah,
1: that's another hurdle is like if you're if you if you don't have a large budget, like it can get really pricey to have mm-hmm. somebody run social media for you. And
0: Absolutely. I mean, is it worth it? Yeah, it's
1: definitely But it's pricey, you know?
0: <laughs> it is, it is. And and ultimately, like the best companies It's it's out of the price range because you have to be authentic. And today they know the difference. So it's not a matter of getting crafty banners and and getting like, you know, it's they don't want ads. So you have to be really in tune to what the market is on each one of these pages and and what they're going to reflect and react to. I think that's why a lot of labels won't even tackle it. They want your social media presence to be there. Before they even come on board, because they're like, oh, for sure, yeah. you know, why should we do all the work? You know, we just can't, and and they're not interested that's in it it's, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I've been,
1: I've been told that so many times. Like, well, you got this, you got that. Uh, we just want to see a bigger social media market. And I'm like, I get it. You know, that's just it's so hard. Yeah, and
0: it's fan. And, it's direct to fan. Like, they want to see it.
1: That is definitely the deal breaker with any any genre across the board. With it's definitely how popular are you on the internet? You know, I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, come watch my show. They don't care about that anymore. No like, how popular? We want to sell. Like, this is where they're making the money now. So, I and that's what on the business side you have to try to understand. So,
0: yeah, it's it's all comes down to it boils down to influence at this point. It's like like you said, the guy with the the Justin Bieber haircut and you know doing something funny is going to appeal to yeah. one crowd, and they're going to give him a ton of attention, and he's going to get 7 million yep. followers. Meanwhile, an artist that really has amazing music but doesn't get the social media side of things and doesn't know how to document is probably not going to gather fans very quickly. And that's not fair because sure. the talent should lead the way, right? Not the, not the narrative. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, honestly, that can go – that could be, and I'm just I'm just I guess I'm being non biased and saying talent can be considered, however, you know what I mean, like if dude can get on there and put his face on camera and and smack his hair to the side and gets likes and views and followers, then that can i guess becomes, that can be considered talent because Elvis could do that, but he could also sing you know what I mean yeah,
0: <laughs> it would be, you know it, it becomes mean? entertainment, I mean. it's like. You know, it's so true. Like, I, I totally am yeah. into indie music and great song lyrics, and, you know, that's me. But, like, I think if you're looking at a really young demographic, they're into just crazy stuff, like, you know, things like, that make them laugh, or slime, like Dickle mystically yeah. infatuated yeah. with slime, you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. weird things like that. So Take you down. just... It, you got to know your market. <laughs> you got to know what they're doing. If you
1: think about it, as far as like saying, and you know, I, I hear, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're bashing anybody in the young demographic, but not I hear all. a lot yeah. of like people that are older say this, this young generation, that'll die, They just they they got everything in their fingertips, and that's just it. Like when I was really young, I like to do crazy. Like I wanted, all I wanted to be was entertained, and now these kids that's- have every outlet possible to be entertained, so yeah, they're going to use it, you know like and that that's what's come of it you know it's it's just I don't know, you know technology's changing the world
0: it is, and you know what it's just a baby, but that's a good thing for us it's a great right, thing for right, us that's right yeah. you know i listen, I find and and this is going to be helpful, I think, to a lot of people across the board. I find that it's kind of good that People can get on there and just show their daily routines and find an audience for it if they if they know how to yeah. document stuff like that. That's kind of good for us because that means that people are still not overly, um, they're still not overly reflective of the content. So in other words, it hasn't gotten all boring to them where you can't get on yeah. there and live stream and be interesting. And especially if you bring music on a live stream, I find that doing it regularly will bring you fans. It will find you fans just by okay. the algorithms and the recommendations. And if it's original music, you know, even so much more. On YouTube, it works a little bit the opposite, right? I mean, it's a lot as easy with originals. Yeah. You have to promote more. But if you're willing to exist on each one of these platforms the way that they want it, then you could really have just such a great career and keep keep bringing in that audience over and over again that's the opportunity that we have we're still lucky for yeah it's going to change though it's
1: crazy how you can it's crazy how you can expand with it too because i've got friends that you know in these people aren't in the country genre because country is very much about live scenes to this day they're still about live shows but i've got friends in other genres that they're totally and strictly just internet bands. Like, I don't know if they could even do a live show. I'm sure they could.
0: Right, but I like, don't know, I know, to, so true. Like,
1: they make out, they do everything online, they make all their they make their living online, and like, totally just an online band. And, hey, you're, you know what kind of audience you're going to find for that? There, there's so many people in the world that really, like I've seen people on Facebook, 50 years old, like, first concert ever, you know, like, they People literally just listen to music, you know, so being, on, being an internet band, like, you're going to have listeners all over, even if you don't want yeah. live shows.
0: No, the consumption's huge. It's amazing, and it's all over the world, too, because the streaming sites yep. are just bringing it this year more than ever, actually. It's exploded because the, the price of downloading something is, is so cheap, right? I mean, before yeah. it was... I don't want to spend my minutes <laughs> listening to a song. There were right. commercials out there about how could you pick your map over my minutes, you know, and streaming my music. So, like, <laughs> it used to be like that, but now it's not like that. It's so cheap for everyone to stream. And that's been yep. kind of good, right? And, but it, I think, ultimately, the streaming sites have helped with piracy, Because at least we're getting something as a result of our work and, you know, you're getting exposure. But how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it's time now for them to start paying up a little more?
1: And Well, I mean, obviously, yeah, who doesn't want more money? But um, there's there's pros and cons to everything, and it will eventually catch up with itself. I mean, just like you said, it started out where it costs as much down something now like, so easy to get, but you gotta understand too, production now is a lot different than it used to be like, there's not as many studio musicians across the board as there used to be like, literally there are producers and this is the way that training them in basically in, in music school and college, like these producers are learning, they can play like anything and they literally just make the music for you, one person, you know, so like mm-hmm. the cost as far as hiring a bunch of people to come in the studio is a little cheaper. Now, whether you're getting, you know, um, what's the right word to say and not sound bad, whether you're getting uh, won over by somebody on, <laughs> you know, paying too much <laughs> for production, that's a different yeah. story. But, like, yeah. it, I mean, I can literally sit in my room. I have a little uh, studio set up at my house, and I can make all the demos that I want to make of songs I wrote, where it used to be. You know, we pay somebody to do this for us. You know, like,
0: and there's nothing wrong with that. I I pay
1: people to do it, but I I literally have it right here that I can, it's so much easier to make music now. So, you know, it evolves. Everything evolves. So, I mean, mean, the other side of it is, if you love music, you're not going to quit no matter what. You're just going to gripe about change. You know what I mean?
0: We all do.
1: Right? That's human nature. That's
0: such a good point. That's a good point. We hate change. (laughs) You have to, you have to really like explain to everyone why change is good before people will be like, oh, okay. So I don't mind it then, you know, (laughs) otherwise it's just inconvenient. But I do like, you're so right. I remember the days when you used to spend $500, $600 to get a demo and it was never really that good you know, right. to get real quality. It, yeah. it was thousands. You exactly. had to go in the studio spend three, five, you know, even $10,000 yeah. per song. Now it's totally different. They wouldn't dare ask for that much money. <laughs> right. yeah. Not unless they came right. with a lot and of credits, right? right? I know, it's changed. Yeah. The yeah. what Do you find that the benefits of writing your own songs is, is strong in the beginning, but then can you see where you would ever or ever be in a, in a situation where getting some songwriters to write for you or taking some other songs that you feel really fit into your album would be a benefit? And have you ever done that?
1: Um, yeah, first, first off, I'm, I'm not opposed at all to, to cutting somebody else's song. I mean, I've done it a few times myself. I think yeah. if it fits your project or fits you or if you can it's not just fitting, but if you can't send a message, if you can't sell the message of that song, then it definitely don't fit you. So, you know, it's not just, hey man, this song's good and I need it. Well, if you yeah. if if it's not gonna sell to the listener, then you don't need it. No matter how much you like it, that just means you're a fan of it, you know. Um as far as um down the road, like I mean, I totally get why I, your Jason Aldeans and Luke Bryan's cut so many, and Blake Shelton, they they rarely write anymore. Um, there's few that do, but you know you got to think too. On the, let's go back to what we just talked about. You can't even keep up with social media yourself, much less
0: Very sit cool. down and
1: write. Especially when these guys have families and everything else. I mean, now it's and just it's, a revolving yeah. business door. You know,
0: right. Yeah, and it's being given to them. I mean, every time they turn around they're like, Wow, that's a really good song and that's a really good yeah, song yeah. too. I mean, what are they gonna do? Sit down and stop their world and say, I'm just gonna write one better, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the
1: I guys think... that actually do it, they just love writing like they're you know, like Brantley Gilbert writes like every song on his album because he loves to write. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. because He's like, I'm not cutting that song because he he he's cut other people's songs, or he gets involved with it, but his name's still on it, and he still cuts somebody else's song, you know, like. But it's just because he loves the right. So the people that still do it to this day, they just love the right. The guys that don't, and you know, if somebody's handing it to you and you, you know it's going to happen and it's going to be good, then you're going to do it. You can't. Anybody in the world would. If they say they won't, then they're lying <laughs> because. It's all about right. making everybody happy and, and, and providing. So,
0: Yeah, and putting out more content, you know. I, I'm finding that the artists that can learn to produce at least to a point, you know, I mean, of course, you're always going to want to work with that amazingly talented producer. But if you can find a way to do your own demos and be able to put out more content that's decent, you know, really good, but maybe not mastered or maybe not, you know, the, something that a producer could put out for you, but if it's good and you can supply your audience with more work, then yeah. it's it's beneficial. But how realistic sure. is that even, you know, at any stage, like for instance, for you, how realistic is it really to think that you um, could get on live streams and, and show more music?
1: I mean, on an indie level, it, it, there's no limits. Um, mm-hmm. Just because you, you really just want to get it out as quick as you can, you know, that's how your mind, uh, you know, most artists I think do, you know, some people are, will, yeah. will go business savvy on and, and whole things, but you know, when it comes to big planning, like special with labels, they're going to, they plan stuff out for years, you know, at least a year in advance of how they're going to release the first single, you know, how things are going. So like when you hear like, let's say, Alding Aldine just released a new song. Let's, that song did not just get cut to it. If it did just get two weeks ago it was because it was magic. But it was probably yeah. planned for a year. You know what I mean? Like,
0: sure. so, you know. And they have a lot of they have a lot of back inventory that they never released, you know. Um, oh, there's yeah. only you hear of you hear of some unicorns, right, that come along, and they're like, Oh my gosh, we just got this song in, we gotta get it get yep. it done and get it out. And before this next tour, or this next concert, and I do hear that often, but essentially yep. I think all these artists have a back inventory of things that they're just deciding on trying to figure it out.
1: Oh, sure. You know, and there's so many songs too, that, that they'll put on a hold for an album. And they won't even never, you know, they'll never get released in the final. Like at the end, mm-hmm. when the album's release date comes out, and they'll get cut from the album. And and it, I've heard some of them. They're like, you're like, dude, that's that's such a good song, but it just, you know, somebody's decision. If it's big labels, somebody on management decided it didn't fit or whatever. Artist didn't like it. However it happens. So yeah, you know, there's so much music that the audience never hears. So, you know, things like. I guess on the indie level, people, a lot of people use SoundCloud and put their demos up, and people get to hear that. I think that's cool and good um, to be able to hear that and release music. But at the same time, you have to be careful, especially if you're going to try to get it pitched on a mainstream level and see if an artist will cut it. Um, sometimes that kind of can hinder you.
0: I can see where it would. Let's talk about Pat. I know that you, you yeah. got to work with him. Very cool. How did you meet yeah. him? And why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who he is?
1: Okay, so um, Pat, Holt. Pat Holt produced, like, he, he recorded Johnny Cash's last album. Uh, He'd uh, he done all the, the ones they called the Outlaws, Willie Wayland, Christopherson, Cash. You know, um, he recorded Alabama. Um, there He's done a lot of work with a lot of people. And so how I met him. Um, I was playing, this is not long after I'd, probably two years after I put my band together. And we, were, we were playing North and South Carolina, and, um, and I'm from the Charlotte area of North Carolina. So, like, we were kind of centralized right between both states. So we were kind of playing around both states. And I was playing a hometown show, and these two guys walked in and introduced me as uh, that they were from Nashville. One of the guys said he was a producer. His name was Bobby Spider. And uh, Bobby uh, offered to bring me out to Nashville and like meet a producer, maybe try to cut a record. So we didn't waste any time. We we was out there within the next two weeks, and we that's when I met Pat. And um, you know, Pat just wanted me to get in the studio and sing some stuff. And I'm I'm so I'm nervous as a tick and like just <laughs> green as a cucumber. And I'm I'm like scared to go back behind this. I've never been in a studio period. Like I've never recorded a song in my life yet. Except for stuff I've done at home on a karaoke machine, you know what I mean? Like,
0: oh my gosh! Um, yeah. That's
1: so funny. I get behind this mic, and then like he he p- tells me to put these headphones on, and I'm like sitting there, and I'm like oh god, you know. And he's like oh by the way, I know you, you're a little nervous, but you know that mic you're about to sing on Johnny Cash recorded his last album, so try not to mess up. And he was joking <laughs> with me, but that really. That really messed me up, you
0: know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
1: Um, sure. That's how I'm going to Pat introduced me to, like, a Hall of Fame songwriter, uh, Sam Tate. Um, we actually ended up cutting a song of Sam's. Um, Sam's wrote some stuff, like, uh, If You're Going Through Hell, uh, Rodney Atkins. He wrote stuff. From, he's And and I'm, I'm going to name r- number ones that Sam wrote. That's the number one that Sam wrote, which is a Rodney Atkins song, Going Through Hell. He's wrote a song for Reba, uh, Somebody. Um, Emerson Drive moments, and so we ended up cutting a song from Sam called "Working It," and basically we, we sat down, went and met with Sam. He let us listen to a bunch of stuff, and I brought three songs to Nashville, and we were kind of looking for something more upbeat, big and rich type style, rocking type country. And he thought he had this song for us. I brought it home, learned it, we fell in love with it, and I cut it. So that's how that happened, and um, you know, and Pat introduced me to that. To, to to sam and yeah you know, it was just it was a great experience and i couldn't ask him you know i learned so much in that in that i don't know three or four months because we had to do mm-hmm. a lot of running back and forth between charlotte nashville at that time so i got to meet a lot of people and i also met a lot of writers that i ended up writing with you know after this oh project great
0: so. oh that's so awesome i love nashville I have such a good time yeah, there sure. every time I go right It's just amazing that the vibrations and the people are all so friendly and so easy to work with
1: yeah
0: It's an incredible yeah, experience sure. I highly recommend no matter what industry you're in that you go to Nashville because even like the just having access to so many songwriters and being able to learn so much by just Doing there, you know, like getting into songwriters groups and and meeting the people who are in those groups because there's amazing songwriters that you would never guess have had written songs that are very familiar to all of us. And you could literally end up writing with someone like that, you know, so the opportunity is amazing.
1: So what's going on
0: now ahead of us? What, What are we going to see from you in the next month? Why don't you walk us through a little bit?
1: So so I've done a lot of writing, different things, different, been trying to, I've just always been trying to find myself and um, lately it's just been like, you know, ups and downs and like going through times and, and like, just, is this what I really should have been doing the whole time? But then, then I'm like, you know, I'll never quit either way. So I'm like, well, what can I really do that's going to make me happy? Um, on the big side of, you know, the country music industry, like on the big picture, me, me trying to be mainstream or me trying to do something in light, if, just, you know, a broad audience. I don't have to be the Toby Keith or Luke Bryan, although anybody that's trying would love it. You know, I just, <laughs> I want some recognition to where, you know, I, you know, something I've, I've written or, or, or put out that's, they just a broad audience that really, 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 enjoys it and not saying that we haven't done it yet it's just it's just not as you know i guess my my mind thinking of how broad it should be so
0: right
1: yeah that being said, you know uh, every big writer will tell you if you're not writing from your heart or you're not writing from real life experiences or you're not doing this then it's you're not going to come out with what you want so i really started sitting down just by myself really and 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 started pulling stuff from the heart things that's happened over the years just I I got 10 years of stuff to write about and I'm starting to trying to harness it all in and really, really pull something for the listeners just to, you know, to totally get to like, just connect with. And whether, whether I'm the only writer and it it comes out that way, or I can, I can get hooked up with this, with another writer or a big writer and make this great hit or whatever. I just, I want to put out something that totally made me happy because I put my heart and soul into it. And Right now, that's where I'm at as far as, like, my next project and what I really want to do in music, and, and especially the country music industry. And, you know, see what happens. Um, because within these all these years, I've met a lot of people networking, you know, and, like, just always being a national and doing things. And, and nowadays, like, even social media, you don't have to constantly be a national. I've, I've never totally, like, 100% lived there, but I pretty much have. Like I've, I've, I've pretty much been there half of the month out of every month, you know. So... I know everybody there and like, it's, I just, I'm like, so with the plan in place and, and, and what I want to do with it, and there's, there's no reason with the, the people I know, the network I, I'm in that I couldn't at least put it in the right direction, you know what I mean? And try to get it I and do. see what happens. So
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited. I hope. I hope that we are able to uh, give you some ideas on how you can document it, too, because I would love to see more of that, you know, on your pages, especially because your Facebook page, you're really into it and you really like Facebook. You know, I think there's so much that can still be done there and I'm looking forward to it, you know, for sure. So let's work together and see how this next month goes. It's going to be exciting. Very, very exciting. Thanks for being on the show, Matt. Mm -hmm
1: yeah thank you for having me Jacqueline. I appreciate your time and uh thanks for all your listeners tuning in
0: absolutely very cool Matt Tucker on ava live radio Buzz bait is the name of the song interesting story you know he's um he's really good with balance very very smart artist and and I love that because. I know that we are going to just rock that social media page. I think that's gonna be awesome. Just getting to know him, him documenting what's going on with him, sharing the music and also the process is gonna be really fun in this next month to just kind of look at and really dive into. Matt Tucker. So be sure to follow him on Facebook. We've got a page up. Of-